1077 The Bronx and 1077TheBronx.com, nominated for our fourth consecutive National Association of Broadcasters Marconi Radio Award for College Radio Station of the Year. Find out if our call letters call letters will be called on Wednesday, October 25th for Radio Broadcasting's most prestigious award. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Games from the Dorm. We talk about games. We analyze their design. We joke around. It's fun. I am joined by... Orion Martin. And... Huh? 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 Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? It's It's Matt Timmerman! Timmerman. (laughs) No. Unfortunately not. We uh, tried to bribe Matt Timmerman to come on this show. But but he will not skip class. (laughs) Yeah. He's too good of a boy. (laughs) Uh, No, it's Mike Brennan. Yep. Uh, just the normal Mike Brennan. Um, the normal? Yeah. This guy, this guy is uh, this degrading normal, him. At least a five-star. <laughs> yeah, he's five-star Mike Brennan. Uh, I don't know why, but everything just froze on the board here, so I hope everyone at home can still hear me. <laughs> the on-air light is flickering. <laughs> That's so scary. I feel isolated here, alone. I don't know if anyone can hear me. <laughs> Well, uh, Orion did want to play a song from this game, but we, we, we'll we see how that goes with the whole station frozen right now. Um, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, oh. So this is going to be, uh, <laughs> dare I say, an Orion-centric episode, because, Orion, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about Baldur's Gate 3. Um, so this game came out uh, in early access in 2019, but it officially came out in august of 2023 which is this year um that is yeah that is this year you know for the podcasting purposes right you know it's a live radio show no podcast you put it on spotify though yeah you gotta you gotta plug the year i just added it to apple music (gasps) or, or apple podcasts excuse me um that's it continue okay you gotta plug your channel bro all right so this was made by larian studios huh um, who's that uh, I believe they, I don't think that they made Magic, but they work with the company that makes yeah, Magic, the, right? The, the comp, it's, it's a game based off D&D, which is made by the same company as Magic. Right, yeah. Like the Magic, like, physical game? Like Magic yeah, the Magic Gathering. the Gathering. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so this this company is in relations. They did yeah. a, uh, you, yeah, you know I more see, about I this see than I all I the guys I see on his screen while he's playing it till 3 a.m. are cards in Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Because they, they were tr- they were supposed to come out last year, so they released the tie-in set in Magic the Gathering last mm-hmm. year, and unfortunately, it just didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. They did Time a little, was all off. A little, little teaser last year. A little teaser. That's okay. That's okay. Um, but it officially came out in 2023, so we're just going to pretend like it came out in 2023 instead of 2019 because of early access. Early um, access isn't real. So did the game... Did you like think about it at all in 2019 or before? No, honestly, okay. I did think about it before, like you know, it officially came out. But like, I saw a bunch of reviews on it. I saw like the game itself being re- like reviewed on YouTube, and I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, this game looks awesome. I want to try it out at some point. And my older sister lent me her Steam account a while ago, and she has it, which I'm actually quite surprised she does, but she somehow has it. Uh, so I downloaded it and I and I played it and this game, like when he when he was saying I was off until three, that's not an exaggeration. Like I, this game was insanely, insanely good. Um, I do want to clarify that Orion being up till three a.m. playing a video game is not out of the ordinary. <laughs> Usually that video game is just League of Legends. <laughs> 
yeah, but I'm enjoying myself while playing this versus League of Legends. It's just like a mental torture. So Baldur's Gate is a series of games. Did you know about the series before at all? Well, I mean, when I heard Baldur's Gate 3, I had an assumption well, that I there mean, was a one and two. But no, I didn't know the, about the other two okay. games. I just there, I dude, just knew about this one. You're wrong. I looked it up. I thought there were other two games. There's like five games called Baldur's Gate 2. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, that's really funny, actually. Because they're all different, like, editions or whatever. <laughs> well, if they're just different editions of the same game, then it's just one game. That's I don't, like, I don't know, That's man. like saying Metal Gear 5 has, like, five different games when it's got, like, standard, definitive gold and whatever. Yeah. So. so that's, on, how, that's how I understand anything. You've got to relate to Metal Gear <laughs> terms. Um, so online, this game, uh, the staggering score on Metascore was 96%. And the user, like, on the website itself, was an, it turned out to be an 8.9, which on that website is incredibly high because you have, like, people on the Internet that will put, like, a four-star, uh, not a four-star, like a one-star to troll mm-hmm. um, just to bring the game score down. But, like, it's got a really, really high score online. Uh, on Steam, it's got overwhelmingly positive. You can't actually see the, like, percentage score, mm-hmm. but you can see uh, that as far as, like, how many thumbs up and thumbs down. However, there. however, Disney's Extremely Goofy Skateboarding, when I Googled it, had, like, a score of, like, 90%. So I don't know if we can trust these scores. Okay. <laughs> well, to be fair, how, how big sample was, size? Yeah, what was the sample size? Because this one was like... I think it was, like, one man in Wyoming. Okay, okay well, this well, one's, then, like, Of course it's not going to be trustworthy. This one had, mean? like, a couple thousand, so there's also that. Yeah. Um, so basically this game is a Choices Matter fantasy turn-based role-playing game, and <sighs> it actually... It's Dungeons & Dragons. That's all you need to say. It, it's, it's Dungeons & Dragons. Dungeons & Dragons, the video game. Yeah, yeah so... I, I looked this stuff up. This is actually, like, based on Dungeons & Dragons. Yes. Like, like, they partnered with the, you know, the yeah. people who make Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, because a bunch of, like, the races, the concepts the are all from... and spells are all from Dungeons & Dragons. Correct, yeah. Um, and the each different Baldur's Gate game focuses on, like, the new edition of Dungeons & Dragons. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so did... I, do you know anything about Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, I know probably just as much as you do. So nothing. Um, okay. Well, I know a, a little bit, but not like you couldn't test me on like any of the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. To be honest, you you can never t- test me on that. Um, but it's also fully fully uh, multiplayer integrated as well, so you can play online uh, versus playing with uh, your friends. Uh, sorry, versus playing by yourself. And I ended up just playing by myself, which is perfectly fine. Is there any PvP options in this? I believe there is, actually. Oh, that'd be hype. Um, Competitive Baldur's Gate? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, the game, I don't know because I haven't tried it, but I believe there is. I believe there is Mm -hmm. PvP aspects. Um, This is like the pinnacle of what i would call an orion game this is this is like my game yeah so i put i'm not into strategy games or games with lots of buttons or medieval setting or rpgs or fantasy games with lots of made-up names so i don't think this so this is like yeah it's the complete opposite of a david game you guys ready for the first sentence about the baldur's gate series on wikipedia sure you guys do you know did you read this okay you guys ready 
Baldur's Gate, not first sentence, my bad, I think like first two sentences. Baldur's Gate is a series of role-playing video games, okay, I understand, set in the Forgotten Realms Dungeons and Dragons campaign setting. The game has spawned two series known as the Balspawn Saga and the Dark Alliance, both taking place mostly within the Western Heartlands, but the Balspawn Saga extends to Amn and Tether. I hate this game. <laughs> what does any of this mean? <laughs> yeah, you it's, know. It's the Wikipedia page. This is right? like Lord of the Rings stuff. I can't get into yeah. it if I don't understand anything. If I need... Dude, I tried to figure out what the Forgotten Realms Dungeons and Dragons mean. For like five minutes, I was like clicking all around and I, I, I couldn't understand anything. So yeah. what I will say about this game, and this is going into Dungeons and Dragons with like very limited knowledge, right? Like I only know that there's like the basic stuff like, oh, there's goblins, oh, there's elves and dragons and blah, blah, blah. This game does a very good job of explaining like what is um, like what is happening and like what types of races there are all the different factions and whatnot. It explains itself very well. So you don't have to go into this game with any sort of knowledge of Dungeons and Dragons like whatsoever. Okay. So that's, I think that the cover, uh, the game covers itself very well in that instance because it's like, oh, well, I don't know what this thing is. And then like there'll be a dialogue choice or there'll be like an explanation at some point in the game, right? So it's very inclusive to people that have no idea what Dungeons and Dragons even is, okay. right? Yeah. So that's definitely uh, a thumbs up in that direction. I want to talk. I just wrote down one more thing about the previous games. The previous games weren't turn-based. Um, I think they're like real-time strategy. So I, I looked it on, on Steam, but yeah. the, the first game looked like it was turn-based. I, I think they play... I saw the first game. It looks like the old Fallout games where yeah, it's kind of like it you just go up and it's not turn-based. It's just like you try no, to old, get in. The old Fallout games were turn-based. I don't know. Wikipedia says not turn-based. Who am I to disagree <laughs> with Wikipedia? Um, I tried to find gameplay online of Baldur's Gate 1, and I clicked on, like, the first playthrough, and it was, like, you know, divided up into multiple sections, the right. YouTuber did. And uh, so I clicked on the first episode of, episode of the playthrough, and I skipped all the way to the end. It was 21 minutes of him fiddling with sound options and character making. And then at the very end, he said, all right, guys, next episode, I'm going to start. And um, All right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Gave up. Also, apparently I learned some characters from Baldur's Gate 3 are from previous games. Really? Yeah. Like huh. companions and stuff. That's cool. I mean, um, I I n didn't play any of the other ones, so I I don't know. All right, so that's a cool spoiler callback, alert. Though. You love this game. Are you interested in at all? I heard there's a novel retelling of the first game. There's a bunch <laughs> of other games. They're not they're not all that old. I think the last <sighs> one came out only a few years ago. You know, as much as like I would be willing to, I just don't feel like it's necessary, right? Like. I think it's cool to, like, you know, go play games that you've played before for, like, nostalgia's sake, but I have no nostalgia for two or one, so there's not really a purpose well, on this. What if they're, like, yeah, what if they're entirely different? What if they're better? <laughs> I mean, I doubt that, but um, I don't know, maybe. Maybe I will look into it at some point, but for right now, Baldur's Gate 3 is absolutely, like, incredible. Um, are we able to play 
the the song that I want. Not right now. I'll see at the break if I can okay, figure this out. But it's well, glitching. TLDR, the soundtrack is phenomenal. Uh, it fits well with the gameplay. It fits well with just, like, being idle. The menu music is, like, super good. It's really, really good. Um, very, it sets the setting for how the game is going to go. Um, so character customization is also amazing as well. There's a, a lot you can do. Um, you can change their race. You can change their appearance. You can change their height. You can change their, <laughs> this is an M rated game. So you can change that too. Um, this is like cyberpunk all over again. Mm. Um, this they, is like the red dead redemption Two horse. <laughs> Only, yeah. only real ones will understand that. <laughs> um, you can, there's subtypes. There's sub races. There, there's so many things in this game. And who did you choose? Uh, I went with a dragonborn. So that's just a dragon person. Can you be a pig? I think there's a race for that. Can you, you be, be a monkey in Dungeons & Dragons? I know that Because <laughs> my only experience playing Dungeons & Dragons, I was a human monk who could turn into a monkey, and I just I was just Goku the whole time. <laughs> My character was just Goku. I, uh, I have one experience um, playing Dungeons and Dragons at the tabletop club, only one, and I picked a a an elephant with <laughs> with a moose on his back. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot that you can choose from. Um, so something also that's really cool is that your character's appearance will also change throughout the story, right? So okay. obviously nobody can actually see it because this is a radio show but at the beginning of the game my character started off like very skinny and like their face complexion was clearer uh and the screenshot that i took at the end of the game their face is all corrupted their eyes are blackened there's a they're very much like a different character almost Mm. because it evolves depending on the choices and like how you play the game got him Get like a haircut, you know? <laughs> I don't think a dragon guy has hair. No, no hair. You can get one of the horns chopped off. <gasps> you <Okay>. know? <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to get more into it after these underwriting announcements. We don't just want to be a social media influencer. We are social media influencers. Follow 1077 The Bronco on all of our social media platforms and add us to your algorithm. Like and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and threads at 1077 The Bronx. On TikTok at 1077 The Bronx WRRC. And on X at 1077 The Bronx FM. We'll be I heard back. they changed that name to uh, Golden Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was the thing I showed him before <laughs> this show. We'll be back with more games for the dorm after these underwriting announcements on 1077 The Bronx and 1077TheBronc.com. Uh oh. Guys, it's not working because it's frozen. What do I do? Um, That's your job, buddy. <laughs> uh, so uh, we're going to, we're going to, should we just get more into the game? Uh, no. Taylor says I got to restart the board. I believe that's on your side, Orion. You're going to restart the Yeah, board. so if you go on your side by the chair, this is awesome, guys. We're doing this live. Isn't that the phrase that the one guy said in history? Oh, jeez. He said, we're doing it live. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so it's some type of computer thing. Um, hmm. Hmm. This is fun. <laughs> this is Apparently, fun. it freezes like this. Speaking about uh, freezing... You use any uh, ice spells? <laughs> yes, <laughs> obviously there's ice spells. 
<laughs> smooth transition. Do you, do, you, do you see any uh, button on the on the side no, over there? There's the power button. It looks like. Uh oh. He's gonna push. hit the power button. And we're gonna explode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, 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 that is the power button. We gotta reset this. Oh. It's connected to like a modem. A modem. Like oh, a computer. I don't know. Let's get yeah, Logan in here. Logan, Logan, bang on the glass. Can you come in here? Yeah. We're getting Logan in here, guys. This is our underwriting announcement break. So uh, <laughs> we got we got a uh, time until. Uh, Are you on the air now? Yeah, we're on the air, but the whole board is frozen. So we have to restart this. I believe it's on that side of Mike. Do you know how to? Whew. Yeah. I have. That's. I think it's a Nick question. That used to be Nick a, question. It used to be an Emily Cobb question, but you know how that uh, I don't really have no idea. Uh, all right. Well, you know what, guys? So I excited. guess we're talking more about uh, Battle for Baldur's Gate. So it's frozen. Battle for Baldur's Gate. So oh, that's the magic set. The game's just Baldur's yeah, Gate. Yeah, see? The whole the thing is frozen. Wait, hold on. What does that say over there? It the says radio, if you... Yeah, when the, when the radio server is not available. Yeah. I've never seen that before. I love how you're like keeping it like you're going. I mean, what else am I this supposed is, to do? The says, viewers expect the content. That says a lot about you. <laughs> Thank you. I texted uh, Taylor. She has not we responded. You can check and see if just playing this would work. Click on that. I nope. Can, I can definitely. Well, you guys are definitely on there. I, I, can, I can hear you. So. Yeah, we're on air. So it's, so it's not that. I think it's just the fact that this. The server's dead. Yeah. Is it a music show you guys do or is it a talk show? It's a talk show. We talk about games, games from the dorm. Show. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I guess we should just talk more about it, yeah, and then yeah, we'll, I, would, uh, I would give Nick a call. Like Nick a call, definitely not John. You think right he's now. here? Nick, uh, uh, let's get Nick on the phone. I gotta do this real quick. back. Can you call Nick? Uh, I'll call him right now. Yeah, let's go. All right, Mike. Oh, what are your thoughts? Do you know why it's called the Baldur's Gate? That's like a port town or something, right? How do you know that? Um, because people are complaining that a magic card called Dockside Extortionist was not in that set. What? What does that mean at all? See, yeah. what is with these made-up names? What does any of that mean? <laughs> Dockside extortionist? Those are two... Yeah, it's, it's, are... Just, it's just a little goblin dude <laughs> who's worth, like, $70. Oh, my God. What does okay. that have to do with Baldur's Gate? People wanted to be in the magic set, and it wasn't, and they were mad. Why would Dungeons & Dragons cross over with magic? Because they're made by the same people. Right. Have they ever crossed over? Twice. Ba yeah. Wow. Including Baldur's Gate. So... Oh. Um, okay, well, we I established guess... this at the start of the show. We're we even paying attention. <laughs> These words go over my head. Okay, well, I guess uh, we can just continue talking about it then until the unerring announcements. Oh, yes. Um, okay, so storytelling section. So the storytelling section, by the way, guys, is... Uh, long it's it's two pages okay three two and a half of your script okay yeah so the amount of storytelling in this game is like beyond stupid like there is so much to this game that like they made it with the intention of repel of replayability right mm -hmm. and that's that's amazing because you know usually when you clear a game for the first time well not in all instances but in a lot of cases like Let's say like Call of Duty, right? The campaign, you play it once, you don't play it again. There's no reason to play it again. Yeah. Um, like, sure, maybe you'll have a nostalgia and you'll play it like again seven years. But this game really wants me to play. Uh, like, I, I really want to play it again and do other other stuff because there's so many choices. Um, so each act, in quotes, 
is separate from one another. There's a total of three acts, and those separate the regions. So in each act, you're restricted to those regions. So basically, if you want to move on from uh, act two, from act one, make sure you get all of your stuff done now because you won't be able to go back to it. So I would be annoyed by this if the, if it didn't feel like there was enough content in the game. But there is. But there is so much content that it makes up for it. Um, and also it gives you a reminder. If it's like, uh, if there's anything you want to do, you better do it now. Because mm-hmm. if you click on it, you go to the next section. And there's no turning back. Um, so yeah. Normally I would complain about this. Not in this game at all. It's perfect. Um, if you play the game... Play it slowly. Like, don't do, don't do the main missions. Um, what? Don't do the main missions. Like, with the urgency of like, if I don't do them now, like, take your time with the game. Yeah, like, okay, okay. each side quest doesn't even feel like a side quest. It feels like its own main it. campaign. Like, there's so many things in this game that like. It doesn't matter, right? Do you like, get good rewards for them? Yes, you do. Okay. So it it doesn't feel like you're just grinding tediousness. Um, what's up? I no answer from Taylor right <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming over. I keep talking. I'm going to see if I can find the button. I got button fingers. Button? Oh, God. Okay. Um, so, yeah. This, button. this game is really great in the instance of, like, Making you feel like what you're doing is actually uh, like worth your time, right? You don't feel like you don't feel like you're doing something just for the sake of saying, "Hey, I checked this off on the on the quest list," right? And I feel like that's something that a lot of games really should strive for. You know, in like Fallout Four, there's side quests that you do. Uh, Mike, have you ever played Fallout Four? I have not. Do you know the meme where it's like if you join the Minutemen, the the main guy gives you a quest, and he's like, and another settlement needs our help? No. No? <laughs> okay, well, that ruined the whole bit. Thanks, thanks, Mike. Sure thought these things through. <laughs> well, basically, as, as implied, Fallout has a couple of side quests that feel unimpactful and don't matter. This game... There are no side quests. Everything you do matters. There was like a side quest that I thought that wouldn't have any impact in the game. And then in the act two, it was like a major plot point out of nowhere. And I was like, what? Um, This game has tons of bosses. It has tons of side quests. It has ton. Each side quest has miniature side quests inside of them. Like there is. (laughs) I don't even know if they can hear you. Um, you guys may not know it, but I'm directly under Orion right now. Yeah. The board's off right now. Oh, I figured it out. Yeah, you turned off the board. We may have made things David. worse or better. We don't know yet. Well, David, you just turned the board off. You didn't actually solve the problem of the board. But check this person. out. Anything? <laughs> Are you serious? Here, here, here. It says Dell now. Just wait for it. Let's yeah, just down. wait for it. Um, so yeah, nothing that you do in the game feels remotely useless, right? Unless you see a scum in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I say scummed a lot. Oh yeah. Okay. okay don't don't ever come at me. You you've saved scummed at least once. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Like everybody saves scums. Like. 
It's 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 an describe what what that is. Uh so it's like in a video yeah. game, you'll just you'll just save before taking an action, and if things don't go the way you want, you'll just go back to that save point. Right. It's it's like the whole deal of. Uh, I don't know how to know either. And it never happens. It's, it's like the deal of, uh, you know, saving before you punch your teacher in the face and then rewinding. Ooh, we need a username and password. Try uh, Orion1234. <laughs> yeah, oh, let's try that. wait, it's working. It's working. Orion, what's your password? Uh, press X. My Just password press X. is... To your bank account. Oh! My bank account. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Guys, we're going to get some underwriting. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I already said the thing before. I don't there need to say it. The underwriter here might it's be It's underwriting incredible. announcements time. Voting is over, vampires. The movie for Scream Screen 8 has been chosen. Now, the best-kept secret on campus will debut on one of the largest inflatable screens on the East Coast at Scream Screen 8. 1077 The Bronx annual trunk or treat and drive-in movies experience. Friday, October 20th, starting at 6 p.m. in the BLC faculty staff parking lot. To learn about all the games, activities, food trucks, and trunk or treat stations this year at Scream Screen, go to 1077thebronc.com slash Scream Screen H. Welcome back to Games from the Dorm on your 2023 IBS Media Award winner for Best College Radio Station, 1077 The Bronc. Orion. So keeping games from the dorm tradition, we're going to have to leak the Scream Screen movie again. The Scream Screen movie is... A uh, compilation of every critical fail Orion ever got in <laughs> Game 3. So, like, it's going to be an hour long? And yeah. it's just every time you roll a one. <laughs> I rolled a couple ones, actually, and it, and it was... <laughs> yeah, so you roll dice, just like in D&D, but I thought the whole thing about dice is that they're, like, physical, and you get to touch them and feel them, and, but, and they're a way to account for well, random... Well, like, okay. that, that was, and now it's, like, become iconic. yeah. And it, like, makes you go, oh, it's just like the game. <laughs> you know? You're so right, yeah. <laughs> You're uh, so yeah, right. There, there is a dice roll mechanic, um, but that's usually with, like, dialogue for the most part. Like, actual gameplay kind of functions like XCOM and, like, there's percentages. Okay. Um, uh, so another thing, the game is constantly giving you dice rolls. Literally, for just standing still, it'll dice roll you. Um like going through the environment you can have a perception dice roll check for it's like you can pull up a chest out of the ground because you noticed it right or there's a brick that's loose and there's loot underneath of it there is constantly stuff going on so boring that sounds like it'd be annoying. <laughs> His you know? face just How? dropped because like, every five seconds i want to deal with the game and then just rolls up a dice that doesn't affect you negatively. Yeah, because I want to play the con- game, and instead okay, it's okay. a cutscene of a dice. You no, it doesn't give oh. you a dice cutscene. It just pops up a little white text above your head. It's not like says, in the middle of the screen. Like, no, it's oh. tiny. Okay. So right above your character, right, it'll have a dice roll icon, and it'll either have a check mark, and it'll say uh, blank successful. So it's quick? Yeah, it's very quick. Oh, okay, I'm for no, it. No, it's, yeah. it's not like it's Well, I saw when you were playing it was in the middle like, of the screen. Yeah, because that's the actual, like, dialogue, physical, like, you touch the, the dice and that rolls it. That's What I'm talking about is there's a passive feature when you're walking around, okay. you passively perceive things, right? Yeah. So my one rogue character in my party was constantly picking up on things because their perception is, like, through the roof, right? Okay. You're, you're one rogue or you're rogue one, a Star Wars story? This episode of Games from the Dorm brought to you by Disney. <laughs> they, they figured out our goofy love and decided to sponsor us. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Um, Go watch Solo, a Star Wars movie, now in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so TLDR, the dice row mechanic for that instance does not, like, take up anything whatsoever. Okay. So it's just passive stuff you'll find, right? Let's talk about how this game is a choices matter because on the Steam page, it says choices matter, right? I would argue that is a completely untrue statement. It is oh. not a choices matter game. It is everything you do from taking one footstep choices matter game. Like there is. Oh, this guy put a twist on the sentence. Like, like there is no, there is no way that this game allows you to do some of the things that you, like you can just straight up kill children. It's like, yeah, you're allowed to do that. Yeah, and your party members can die. Yeah, they can. They can just permanently die. They all die. Really? Yeah. Um, Can't hit them bloody solar. So the combat of this game gets really, really stressful when you're like, oh my god, if I just like mess up, one of my characters could actually die. Now, usually. In combat, you can use a scroll of revivify, or you can go back to your camp and strike them from the archives using uh, this undead guy. But in some instances, it will just straight up kill your character because it was a cannon death, right? Yeah. So this game does not care. Like, there was this one instance where I was supposed to meet a character, and it gave me a dialogue option to imagine me tearing off their hand and then my character actually tore off their hand and then murdered them and i was just like oh great so i'm never gonna have that character ever so regarding choices matter by the end of the game were you satisfied in like yes your playthrough um i was satisfied in the instance because like obviously i was i was mad or like i was upset or i was sad when i lost one of my characters right like i got attached to each of them because they're acting and you know, the way that they portray the characters is very convincing and real, right? But, like, I felt accomplished and, like, satisfied with the game overall because it felt, like, it felt very real. It, it feels personal as the game goes through. How many endings are there? There's three, like, major endings, but okay. each has, like, a billion multi-things that happen yeah. within it. Um there's like the evil, the neutral, and the good. I think, or it's What'd like there's get? two good. Uh, I went with the evil ending. Oh, of course you did. Yeah, of course I did. My did first playthrough, I was, I I wanted to limit test like how much this game could let you do. Um, I regret that decision. I I actually at some points was like I can't even bring myself to click that option. It was like you can just like let this snake kill a child, and I was just like I don't want to do that. And I, and I, but you did. No, I didn't. I, oh. I saved the child. And you still child. got the evil ending. Well, because I chose to, right? I, I chose to do that. Mm, so that's like what they do in the classic choices matter was like the one big choice that matters the most. No. So actually, I, unlike most choices matter game, I would argue there are only four things in this game that are like inevitable. The first is how you start the game. Uh, not your background, just how you start the game, and three boss fights. That's it. Mm. There are three inevitable boss fights and one thing how you start the game. That's so it. What do you mean that you chose the evil ending, even though you didn't like? Because kill I evil, went, for example. 
Oh no, I killed plenty of people. You just said, but I, the, with the thing with the I, snake. I, I could You save one child, and yeah. all of a sudden you're yeah, a I'm, a, I'm a great guy. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I killed it. over ten thousand people. Yeah, no. Um, in the grand scheme of things, yeah. But also that child came back up through the game. I was never expecting to see that child again. But they showed up in Act Two and in Act Three. Mm-hmm. Like so. The choices you make, even if they're side things, like if there's something that you never would even like expect to come back up, it will come back to either grace you or haunt you. Um, I (laughs) there was this one event where it was like these two characters in my party were arguing. They didn't like each other at all. And I thought that they were going to eventually work it out and like become, yay, we're going to be best friends. No, they killed each other. (laughs) Yes. 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 I knew it. Um. I have never been stood corrected so hard in my entire life when I chose to do nothing. I was like, oh, they'll probably just have an argument and walk away from each other, right? No, um, they fight and one kills the other and slits their throat. And I was like, okay, well, I'm never having that party member again. I tried everything. I was like, maybe I can scroll of Revivify. Maybe I can go back and strike their... No, they're dead. They're gone forever. Never can. And at the time, I was especially annoyed because it was like... (laughs) <laughs> she was like one of my best characters and it was just like mm, bye hmm. so yeah this game this game doesn't care if you think you can't do something you probably can you probably can figure out a way to do it um there's like a clip of somebody using physics and making a giant owl bear which is basically just a bear with an owl's head uh and then they jump off of a cliff and then they land on somebody and that does like 10,000 damage uh, so there's like, what are those games called? I just discovered this this year that apparently there's like a term for the genre of like a game that's gameplay is like based on like real physics. Like you can do so many a different physics things. Engine? Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> I don't know. I like don't a know the name. type thing or? No, I don't know. There's like, whole compilations human of like. Flat? It's no. <laughs> there's whole compilations of like people doing the most stupid and insane things ever. Like there's this one video where somebody set up like a hundred barrels of explosives and then blew them all in the direction of an enemy and like killed them instantly. And it was supposed to be this big boss fight. And it was just like, nope, 10,000 damage. <laughs> so yeah, this game just doesn't care. That's it's cool. like, you're allowed to do that. If you're smart, then the game will allow it. Yeah. That's um, cool. Love games like that. Go into every boss battle prepared. Um, they are extremely difficult. Okay, you kept saying when the only thing you kept saying whenever I watched you play is you always said uh, <laughs> I died like thirty times in a row. This it's game so is hard. hard. I went on is the that, normal uh, difficulty and it felt like I was on like Iron Man mode in XCOM, which Iron Man is the hardest game mode and there's no save scum. Um, that that's do how you think I think it was hard game. because like it was complex because you weren't used to the D and D stuff. I mean, maybe it was that, but, like, I'm used to playing turn-based games. Like, I'm just saying, in general, this game is like, oh, you're a four-man party against literally 50 dudes. Good luck, and they all have double your health bar. Thumbs up. Like, yeah, that's basically the entire game. Uh, Normal difficulty versus the difficulty I ended up having to play, and I probably will play again on my second playthrough. Um... It basically buffs everything. Your party members have double the health that they had before. Uh, And there's also a mechanic in the normal and I believe the hard difficulty as well, where basically if your character were to die on downing, they go into a state of like you can pick them up. And 
in the normal difficulty, if they roll two success rolls, they'll just stay idle and they won't die passively. But if they roll uh, three death rolls, then the character dies. Um, also, enemies can just straight up execute your people. So, you know, uh, if you think that your characters are safe, they're not. <laughs> this game doesn't care. It's like, yep, die. Yeah. So it's got the Fortnite downing mechanic? You Correct. played against those goblins for like 50 minutes in a row? Yeah, it, it took so Maybe long. Maybe you're not uh, good at this game. No, I'm not. It, I'm genuinely terrible. Orion, we want to pump your blood. <laughs> Register to donate at... Ah, this type of registered to donate blood at 1077 The Bronx 8th Annual Scream Screen Blood Drive, Tuesday and Thursday, October 17th and 19th in the BLC Cavala Room. The first 100 people to attempt to donate blood receive a pair of 30-minute jump passes to Sky Zone Trampoline Park in Hamilton. One lucky person will even win a $200 Visa gift card for attempting to donate blood. We'll be back with more of Game from the Dorm after these underwriting announcements on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. If fashion's your thing, start a thread trend on campus with 1077 The Bronx gear. Shop the all-new 1077 The Bronx general store for cool fall clothes, including hoodies, crews, long-sleeve tees, quarter-zip fleece, and more. A portion of all proceeds go to support the 1077 The Bronx studios. Go to 1077thebronc.com slash shop the Bronx to enhance your fall wardrobe. Welcome back to Games from the Dorm on the number seven ranked best college radio station in the nation by the Prince Review, 1077 The Brock. Speed round. Orion, go. Okay, so I had to speed through this. We have like five pages still, but it's fine. Um, okay, so in most Choices Matter games, including when we talked about The Walking Dead, there are things that I believe that are like inevitable. In, for like Aside from those four things that I said, Pretty much nothing is inevitable, and you can basically just do whatever you want. So if you felt very restricted uh, playing the Walking Dead game, this game is way, in fact, I would argue maybe even a little too allowing in what you can do. Mm. Um, yeah, this game's out of, out of pocket, like way out of pocket. <laughs> um, so, yeah, combat in this game, honestly, it's cool. It's fun. Not what I play the game for. Not what I would argue the game is amazing for. Um, I think it's fun, but that's also because I'm a person that, like, enjoys turn-based games. And I know that it's going to be a turn-off for a lot of people because it's a, a turn-based game. But honestly, like, the story and the amount of things that you can do in this game is absolutely worth it. And it's also, like... It feels accomplishing once you got, like, everything that you want for your character. Like, my character ended up having, like, flight, had the ability to create a black hole and then, like, pull everybody into this one area so that uh, another one of my characters could follow up with a giant explosion and blow everyone up at the same time. So, but what I will argue this game is even better at than XCOM is, in some instances, is... uh. This game does not get easier as the game goes on. I would argue it actually stays relatively the same hard in difficulty or it just gets harder straight up. It's it never feels easier. Um, it, the goblin section made me cry. Um, the next section also made me cry. Literally every like combat section just like 
put me in my place. But, and but you finished the game at the end. I did, and yeah. And you, you didn't I struggled. Um, make it a lower difficulty? No, I did make it a lower difficulty. Oh, uh, well. I had to. Uh, I literally could not play on the, the well. normal difficulty. And even the easy difficulty felt hard, bro. Like, it felt like a completely different game, but it still was, like, kicking me in the behind, like, all game. Behind. Yeah, I'm trying to not curse. Um, <gasps> but it was literally just Wait, destroying me. It, it just destroyed me the entire game, and yeah. But aside from that, like, story is freaking phenomenal. It's it, it's so worth. It's so worth going through the combat to play it. One sentence story go. One sentence of the story? Yeah, no, summarize it in one sentence. <laughs> You're trying to remove a tadpole from your brain. I've been there. <laughs> um... Yeah, so there's there's a ton of classes to choose from. There's a ton of choices to choose from. There's there's so many opportunities for you to like make your own story in this game that it's like it is the definition of a role playing game, and it is. I mean, it's literally just D and D incarnate um, for a video game. Which you know, saying that out loud, the game would sound awful, but like it executes it in such an amazing and like really fun manner um yeah oh so fun fact you, you make a character right your character can die it doesn't just game end screen you if you die into combat it's like yeah yeah you're dead uh so you can scroll of revivify them you can strike the archives using other characters um but hypothetically you could just have your character die and then just never be in the game ever again you can have entire cutscenes, so entire cool. like an, so an entire cool. story without your character literally being involved ever. That's so cool. So oh I God, didn't do that. Over, the game over screen is so cliche in games. That's There's so no game cool. over. Yeah, that's. I so mean, cool. there is a game over screen if your entire party dies, but wow. like, but that's because like there'd be nobody to revive you, obviously. Yeah. But just like, watch a blank screen. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it turns. So into what a happens movie. like with the ending if the main characters? Yeah. Changes. It changes to another character's perspective. Okay. It's you to make the choices. Correct. Well, you make the choices through them, but mm, yeah. It's like computer to make the choices. The computer would never make a choice. Um Yeah, just go, you know, what the character Speaking do of the you. computer making choices, your choices can inf can influence other characters' choices. Okay. So that's also really cool. Um But yeah, it's just really funny that like one of my, I, I thought my character died and I thought it was going to be game over. And it's just like, no, he's mm -hmm. chilling. Mm. He's just chilling on the ground. He's dead. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I guess I, I don't matter at all. Did the fellow, uh, they're not. Yeah. I, I, I revived no, myself. Did, did the other people feel sad that your guy died? Uh, well, yes, like, they actually do. Revive him. It's like whatever, right? Well, no, they actually do get upset if, uh, their companions die or you die or whatever. Because, I mean, like, you're dying. And also, uh, they get upset with you if you kill them. Like, they'll just, you know, leave their party. Um, speaking of which, the companions have, like, a meter system to determine how much they like you or dislike you. Um, if they like you enough, you're easier to convince them, right? Like, you know, it's easier to convince a friend than it is a complete stranger. Um, if they hate you, they can just leave your party or they'll straight up try and kill you. I had, like, five companions... Uh, sorry, no, I had two companions. I'm stressing that way too much. I had two companions that straight up wanted to kill me because of the choices I was making, which, I mean, justified. So you're like, I got Thunder, I'll you. 
<laughs> you being a threat. <laughs> um, but yeah, for like literally all of the reasons, like this game, I would give it a higher score if I could, but like 10 out of 10 is the max. So it's... Not an hour show. I mean, at that point, I would rate it at like a 20 out of 10. You got to play... Uh, you can't beat Goofy You got to play more games like this. I Yeah, I do. This game was like one of the most fun experiences I've had in gaming for a long time. It's very much... Disney's extremely goofy skateboarding. With that, like was not, with that was not for me, bro. Um, this this was definitely, for me personally, like, it, it improved my attitude of video games after Starfield was an absolute, complete atrocity. So, not a fan. Not a fan of that game. So, yeah, 10 out of 10 game. I actually scheduled an interview next week with uh, Todd Howard on this show, so... I'm gonna, like... Slam him across the floor. We're gonna pull. We're gonna pull out the special guest, low tier god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's gonna you be cross worthless. All right, guys, thank you <laughs> for <Zero>. listening. <laughs> thank you for listening to Games from the Dorm. We'll be back next time, next day, same people. Not the next day. Same. Not the not. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're back tomorrow. That would be sick. Stay tuned for more of the biggest and best variety on the number seven best college radio station in the country by the Princeton Review. 2023 nominee for an NAB Marconi Radio Award for College Radio Station of the Year and the winner of an IBS Media Award for Best College Radio Station in America. 1077 The Bronx and 1077 TheBronc.com, baby. Woo!